Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Celtic View podcast coming to you on International Women's Day and I'm delighted to be joined on the episode by two of our players from the Celtic women's team, Chloe Craig and Sarah Teagarden. Sarah and Chloe, thanks for joining me on the podcast. I know you'll be delighted to be on the podcast, but I'm guessing you'll be even more delighted the fact that you guys are going to be back training now with a view to restarting your season. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. We're very excited. And Chloe, I suppose the challenge for all of you you players during this time has been to keep that level of fitness up. I'm wondering whether, you know, the first training session back, there's a mixture of excitement and trepidation as to see how fit or not that you are. Yeah, I think it'll be a bit of touch and go, but um, we're all in the same position. Uh, we've all been out of the game, so when we go back, we're just like, eager on each other and try and push each other to get to the standard that we need to be at. I suppose that thing of just even getting back on the training pitch with your teammates, starting to work and, and, you know, play with the ball again, which is, you know, basically what you want to do. That's your profession. So to get to do that again must be, you must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, I think it's been a long time coming, um, like T said. But um, I think once we start to get going and we start to get the brain ticking over, um, it will just be as if, like, we've not stopped. Mm -hmm. I mentioned in the introduction, obviously, International Women's Day, which is an important day anyway, but within the context of football, it's an important part of Celtic, the fact that we we have the women's team, but also the fact that it's now a professional outfit, which, Sarah, I think, I suppose sends a signal to to fans, young girls who have got aspirations of pulling on that jersey, but now can see from you guys that that's, it's a career prospect as opposed to something that they would maybe do as, as a hobby and previously when it was an amateur set up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, may, many other women before us didn't necessarily have this opportunity. Um, they maybe, you know, went through years of playing and loving the game and weren't able to, and we're thankfully been able to, you know, be professionals doing the sport and career we love. And hopefully we can inspire young girls to do the same so that as they're playing, you know, it's not just for fun and joy, but they know that they can do this for a long time in the future if they continue to work hard. And I suppose for you, you know, being a footballer, it's, it's allowed you to travel. You know, obviously you've played in France before, you're now in Scotland as well. So you get to see a bit of the world. And as you mentioned, you, you know, you get to do something that you love for a living. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I mean, I've always loved to travel and I've always loved this game. So to be able to merge those two loves throughout my career has been um, a real treat. And, you know, with the coronavirus obviously haven't really gotten to enjoy the perks of traveling with football and going to different you know cities to play games and matches but um you know it's it's been a privilege to be over in scotland and, and play the game and, and chloe obviously you know i'm sure you guys have been asked this before about being role models for the the girls coming through our academy but also i think young girls who have just got this interest in football and you know you're you're the kind of embodiment of the the fan who, who who's lucky enough to wear the jersey. And I'm sure there's loads of young Celtic fans who will look to you and, and say, one day I want to be in that position to be pulling on that green and white hoop jersey. Yeah, of course. I always remember like years ago, um, we'd be going to Barrowfield and we'd be turning up to training. You said like Suzanne Grant, Rhonda Jones, Jen Beatty, Gemma Faye. And I always looked up and been like, I want to be there one day, but you would never ever thought it would happen or it would be possible. Um, but for it to be the, the kind of sport that it is just now it's incredible how far it's been it's been going on and how far it's came as a profession and obviously as a professional but also as a fan do you is there still that same thrill every time 
before the game when you when you go into the dressing room you see your your jersey your name and then you put that on oh, of course it's it's like a different feeling every single time that you walk in and see it um it's a bit it's like a surreal moment um but it's such an honor and such a proud achievement and moment um for your name to be hanging up on that strip yeah because i think it's one of those things i think as fans we always look, it's, you know, it's something that you always grow up, you dream of doing. Most of us aren't lucky enough to do it. So for, for you two to be, you know, playing professionally for Celtic, it's, I suppose, there's that kind of sense of admiration and slight envy, I suppose, for everybody else that's not got that talent. Yeah, um, what you're saying, like, with your, your name on your jersey, like, you always get, like, as a kid, like, your name on your jersey, like, you just go to a shop, but when you walk in and see it hanging up there, like, for yourself, it's, it is incredible, yeah. In terms of if we, you know, I mentioned the fact that you guys are going to be back training now, and when when the football was women's football was shut down, that that presents the challenges for you to to train and keep keep fit. In terms of of what you've been doing over the last two or three months, Sarah, is have you been given the kind of training plans with the club, or has it been left for you to kind of work on your own and make sure your fitness is is still at that high level? Yeah, I mean, the club's been giving us, our staff has given us um, different fitness packets to keep up with. Um, but of course, it's up to us individually if we do them, um, if we do more, and if we include more footwork and whatnot. So they still provide us with that. But of course, it's all up to us individually and in making sure that we're as prepared as possible. And is there any, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you will all be keeping in touch with WhatsApp groups. Is there any kind of wee fitness competitions that, that, have, that have been going just to kind of keep that competitive edge? Um, we did have some 5Ks for a bit that we did weekly. So um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily competitive, but that is in our nature. So when you see other people's time <laughs> posted, it, you know, you just want to be better than that, I suppose, or at least better than your own personal previous record. Yeah, because my, my guess is that whether you are you know, playing a 90-minute game, a five-a-side game, or as you say, 5K challenges, mm -hmm. I'm guessing none of you want to lose. No, no, absolutely. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> who 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 ended up winning that, that challenge? I think Lisa Robertson. I think it was Lisa. Yeah, she runs five Ks for fun, genuinely. <laughs> I mean, in terms of you know, she's obviously been in the heart of the midfield. Natalie Ross. I mean, you you guys must have been chuffed when you know you saw her playing for Scotland recently and and that that great performance against Cyprus. But just to see one of your teammates representing their country, that that must have given everybody a boost. Yeah, I think it's an incredible achievement for them both. Um, with the type of players that they are, they really achieve it. Um, maybe it should have came a little bit sooner, but we're just so glad to see that there is Celtic girls in, in the Scotland squad now. and um, They've worked hard for it, so they should be proud of themselves and we're just as proud as them. In terms of the, you know, the, the forthcoming season or the resumption of the season, my understanding is it's they're hopefully going to start that at the start of April. They're still to decide how many games that there's going to be. But I suppose that you know the, the top of the table when when the season was stopped after seven games, there was only two points between ourselves, Rangers, and Glasgow City. So still very much a you know a three horse race for the title. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know that's our main goal to win the league and. If not, at least come in second so that we could get a Champions League position. Um, that's been our, our goal all, all year. So we're going to still try to, to reach that. 
Yeah, because it's interesting you say that about the, the Champions League, Sarah, because I've always felt, obviously you want to see the green and white ribbons on trophies as well, but I also think in terms of the profile of, of the team for, for Celtic fans to get that European football, I think it would be an incredible boost because then it just takes us on to a different level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also just for us, is, you know, it's our inaugural year as a professional side. So having those titles, being in those tournaments, that really gives us a boost for not only our first year as professionals and um, letting us kind of make a spot in the league, but also just for women's football in general to kind of show that us going professional, you know, means that we're able to reach those different tournaments and, and all that. So it's very important. Yeah, I mean, you see, I think that, you know, there was some Champions League football on during the week. And mm. I suppose for, for you guys, it, it then gives you that opportunity to, to play against some of Europe's top players. And, you know, we've seen, obviously, Glasgow City representing Scotland have, have done well. That's what we want to replicate with Celtic. Yeah, of course, I think it's always been something that Celtic has wanted um, for many years. Um, and... This year, I think the, the girls truly believe that we can go and achieve that, as well as the coaching staff and having them behind us, as well as Celtic um, giving us like the great facilities and everything that we need to prepare um, to play against those teams. Um, it's something that we are looking forward for, um, but just fingers crossed that we go and get that. Because I think in the you know in the first seven games, there's been a couple of results that obviously jump out. There was the the 1-0 victory in the derby against Rangers, which was obviously a, a big win, but also that 6-2 win against Hibs. But interestingly, I, I remember doing a, a couple of interviews with players and, and there was almost a, I think we were 4-0 up at half time, but there was a sense of we got the goals, but hadn't played as well as, as you guys expect, which I thought was, having watched the game, I thought that's maybe a bit slightly harsh on yourselves because I thought it was a really good performance. Yeah, I think we we didn't really think we were going to get as many goals. Like we did believe that we were going to win, but just maybe not with that big, big of a scoreline. Um, so I think we quite shocked ourselves. Uh, but we, we played like good football here and there, but we probably could have played better getting the ball down and playing in triangles and one-two passes. But as long as we got the three points, that's all that we mattered. Yeah. I suppose that the other thing I always think is that then it's an indication of the standards you're setting yourselves. That even when you're winning, you're thinking, "Well, that that's good," but we know we can do better in terms of performances. And I'm I'm guessing you're, that's coming from Fran Alonso as the coach setting those standards for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a combination. It comes from the staff as well as the players. Um, you know, we know the standard we need to have to win games and. Um, even if, you know, we are beating Hibs, we know that we need to still play at a certain standard so that we can go back and beat City next time we play them. Um, so the staff, you know, encouraged the high standard and so do the players because we need us all on the same page to in order to beat, you know, the top teams. And obviously then, you know, with the time out and now back training, you'll want to hit the ground running and, and play a part for the remainder of the season? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a very interesting um, time to be rehabbing and have an injury. Um, I got injured in our last game before COVID hit um, last year in, in March 1st. So it's been just about a year since I tore my ACL. Um, and obviously we've been in the middle of a pandemic. So gyms have been closed and um, rehab facilities and such like that. So it's been very interesting. And in January, I was just about to come back into football and then we got this 50 day delay. So, um, you know, lots of ups and downs, but that's 
life and that's football. So definitely very eager to get back uh, out on the pitch. And, and Chloe, looking, looking ahead for the remainder of the season, you know, quite apart from the training, I suppose just getting back out and playing 90 minutes, I'm guessing that you'll probably try and possible try and get some friendly games before the competitive stuff starts. But just to, to be able to line up again and play a game of football, that must be a, a great relief for you all. Yeah, it's a great feeling eh, to finally get that text or that Zoom call, like notification saying that girls were back this weekend. Um, but yeah, eh, to get back on the pitch and just see everyone, um, that'll be like a difference because we've not seen each other for like what weeks now, um, considering we were seeing each other near enough every single day. So it will be different, and especially when T says that she's been out injured, it's probably like a blessing in disguise maybe for her. Um, that COVID has hit because she just was awaited to come back back into training now we've all stopped so now we're going back into training we're all going to be at the same level with the same fitness trying to get back into the ball um, but yeah it will be great to be able to get the put the hoops back on and get the training kit out and go back onto the pitches and try to get the work done and the view obviously this is you know the first year of the, the team being professional and what difference, obviously, apart from the fact that you guys are now doing that full time, what differences have you noticed in terms of fitness and standards and, and the, the way you're kind of operating on a day-to-day basis? I mean, kind of as you, we were speaking about earlier and creating that standard between the staff and the players, that's something that we have every day. We don't go out there to just, you know, kick around and have fun. We know that we need results and we're getting paid to do this. So, um, you know, being professional, those standards are automatically risen even higher um and I feel like we bring that every day yeah and, and you know obviously Chloe you you've been with the club for a long time so you've seen that firsthand the the kind of transformation in terms of the, you know that professional status now being integrated into the team yeah um when you compared now to like years ago when you used to turn up to training you never had like a Celtic badge it was just like a a green top um and you're just like on like a wee primary school park. Uh, when you compare that to now, we've, we're winning. Like you've won the lottery, really. Um, but that just shows the dedication and the support that the board, the background and Celtic that put into us and how much belief that they have in us that we can go and make it a profession and bring back like trophies and get the Champions League spots. Well, certainly, uh, I think everybody's going to keep our fingers crossed. First of all, the, the, the season does resume, but... You know, I think there'd be nothing better than, than to see you guys lifting a trophy. And, and as, as both of you have said, if we can get European football at the end of this season, then I think it's, it's brilliant then as a, as a springboard for the, the team going forward. Yeah, absolutely. For the team and for women's football and everything. It'll be great. Absolutely. Well, listen, thanks very much for joining me today and uh, good luck in, in those first training sessions. I, I hope they're not too... You, I hope you don't suffer too much. <laughs> It'll be a good shock to the system, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>